1: go episode is 691 of the Goldie podcast it is thursday november 2nd 2023 it is our anniversary yes a anniversary happy anniversary to you and yours it was 1 year ago today november 2nd 2022 that We got the announcement from the heavens, uh, the commanders announcing that the team's then co-owners and co-CEOs Dan and Tanya Snyder had begun exploring, quote, potential transactions, end quote, with the team. In other words, the team was for sale, and that sale led to the purchase of the team by the Josh Harris Group in a transaction. It was officially completed this past July 21st. How you celebrate the anniversary is up to you, but know that this is our anniversary. Hello and welcome to this Thursday installment of the Al Goldie podcast. The Commanders on Wednesday began their practice week for their next game, which is at the New England Patriots this Sunday afternoon at one. Coming up on the show, I will talk some about the game as we on Wednesday had the weekly pre-practice press conference of Commanders quarterback Sam Howell, who discussed facing a defense led by Pat's head coach, Bill Belichick, the GOAT of NFL coaches. Uh, Sam also discussed his very good performance in the Commanders' last game, the 38-31 loss to the Philadelphia Eagles at FedEx Field this past Sunday afternoon. But Wednesday was far from your normal Wednesday for an NFL team in a regular season game week. Head coach Rod Rivera, he spent nearly the entirety of of his post-practice press conference on Wednesday afternoon addressing the monster news from Tuesday. The Commanders trading edge defender Montez Sweat to the Chicago Bears for a second-round pick in the 2024 NFL Draft and trading edge defender Chase Young to the San Francisco 49ers for a third-round compensatory pick in the 2024 Draft. Uh, Next segment, I will get into every significant thing that Ron said about the trades, including the involvement of the managing partner, Josh Harris, in the trade process, the leaks regarding Chase Young that came out oh so soon after he was traded to the Niners, and what Ron (laughs) over and over and over and over again brought up Sam Howell. Oh, yeah. Ron on Wednesday afternoon was playing the Sam Howell card like crazy. I on this podcast highlight what I call ronnies the language of Ron Rivera. Uh, The playing of the Sam Howell card has become a staple of Ronnie's. Also on the show, I will deal with the uh, sobering Capitals news from Wednesday morning center Nicholas Backstrom announcing that he has, quote, decided to take some time and step away from. From the game. End quote. Is this the end of Backstrom's playing career? What a career it has been. He is the Caps' all time leader in regular season assists. Uh, and I'll talk Wizards off a 130 121 loss at the Atlanta Hawks on Wednesday night. Uh, the Texas Rangers did it. The former Washington Senators uh, they won the World Series a 5 0 win at the Arizona Diamondbacks on Wednesday night to win the World Series four games to one. Former Nationals ace Max Scherzer gets himself another World Series championship, and Rangers manager Bruce Bochy gets himself a fourth World Series championship as manager, three with the San Francisco Giants, now one with the Rangers, and he won the 1998 National League pennant as manager of the San Diego Padres. Oh, Bochy has taken three different teams to World Series. You can hit me up On X at Al Galdi, you can email me, the podcast at yahoo.com. Lots of feedback to the commanders trading Montez Sweat and Chase Young, but the overwhelming majority of the feedback has been positive. Uh, Most of you are in agreement with me on, yeah, trading Chase for pennies on the dollar, not good in the larger picture, but, you know, that's not the fault of Josh Harris, and there is a larger phenomenon being engineered by Josh that is really encouraging, a smart, big-picture analytics-driven approach to football operations. I got this from the incomparable CJ on X. Right, CJ? Should we start chanting the pain now, pleasure later mantra? (laughs) Uh, Thank you for that, CJ. Yeah, pain now, pleasure later. Uh, That for years was my mantra for the Orioles rebuild. Uh, What was a painful and lengthy rebuild, but what was a rebuild that has blossomed beautifully with the O's now loaded? with high-level young talent at both the major and minor league levels. Uh, The O's went all-in on analytics, and the results have been tremendous. Uh, What I want for the Commanders, for their next head of football operations, is the NFL version of O's Executive Vice President and General Manager Mike Elias. Who is that person? The Commanders... Last Thursday afternoon, announced the hiring of Eugene Shen as the team's senior vice president of football strategy. But he's here to advise football ops. He's here to work in football ops. He's not here to run football ops. Who Josh Harris hires to run commander's football ops once the team fires? Ron Rivera and his crew is going to be so interesting. Uh, but whoever that is, hopefully that person will have the commanders more often than not in the win column, just like Michael Elias has had the O's more often than not, at least in recent years, in the win column. And the Orioles again in the win column! All right, Joe Angel. Been a while since we played that one. Uh, We we certainly did not play that uh, this MLB postseason with the O's getting swept in three games by the Texas Rangers in that uh, American League division series. Email from a great supporter of this podcast, Dr. George Burghese. writes Dr. Berghese, with Chase Young and Montez wet gone. Why not the rest? Antonio Gibson, Curtis Samuel, Cameron Curl, Kendall Fuller, Jacoby Brissett, even for fifth To seventh rounders. I think a few of them could have gotten fourth rounders. Curl and Fuller, maybe third rounders. Also, we should have also traded that Tool Rivera (laughs) for a comp pick in 2050. Uh, Thank you for the email, Dr. Vergeese. Well, if you go by what our friend Commanders insider Ben Standing of The Athletic uh, told us on Wednesday show, episode 690, the trade markets for the Commanders players said to be unrestricted free agents this coming offseason, other than Montez Sweat and Chase Young, were not that great. Although to me, something is better than nothing. So I would have been fine with trading some of those guys for day three picks. Uh, not Camp Curl. I'd like to see the Commanders re-sign him. But the Commanders reportedly were offered a sixth-round pick for Jacoby Brissett opted not to make that deal. I would have done that deal. Uh, More on that later in the show. Email from Dan in Minnesota Right, Dan, I couldn't be happier about the moves that we made on Tuesday. I would have liked to have kept Montez Sweat, but we finally got an offer for a player that was too good to pass up. What are the chances that he was going to stay here and at what price? We got five good years from him and sold high. Love it. I don't get why people are so upset About Chase Young, though, he has done nothing but flash. Even if he goes to San Francisco and balls out, he was never going to do that here. For whatever reason, he never bought into this team and never would have. The fact that we got anything for him and didn't fall for the trap of paying him to save face because of where we drafted him is a win. Uh, Thank you for the email. Dan, the pain of the Chase Young trade is about two things. A, that Washington took him with the number two overall pick in the 2020 NFL draft. And yet before the end of his Fourth season with the team traded him for a mere third-round compensatory pick in the 2024 draft. If I had told you on the night of the first round of the 2020 draft that what ultimately would happen with Chase Young would be Washington trading him before the end of his fourth season with the team for a mere third-round comp pick in the 2024 draft, uh, <laughs> you you would have screamed, okay, and justifiably so. B. That Chase is having a good 2023 season has resulted in this thought of, hey, the Chase who won Associated Press Defensive Rookie of the Year is back. And uh, thus, Chase may join another former Washington player, left tackle Trent Williams, as an ex-Washington player having a great second act with the 49ers. Actually, there are other players who have left Washington for the Niners and done well. Uh, Corners, Carlos Rogers and Walt Harris come to mind. But anyway, there's another way to look at the commanders trading Chase Young for a 2024 third round comp pick that I'm not hearing brought up nearly enough. What if the commanders have just done a masterful job of selling high? Chase had not had a good season since his 2020 rookie season. He in November 2021 suffered the devastatingly injured right knee, and he this past August suffered that neck injury. He has had a hard time staying healthy. There clearly have been behind-the-scenes problems with Chase. The commanders are making that very clear. Whether they should be is another conversation, but they are. What if the commanders have actually just done a terrific job of rehabbing the stock of Chase and flipping it for something that, no, is not overwhelming, but at least is something a 2024 third round comp pick. We all would agree that the Commanders got good value for Montez Sweat, right? A second round pick likely to be a top 40 pick, maybe even a top 35 pick in the 2024 draft. You could argue that the Commanders actually got decent value for Chase, not in the bigger picture of him having been taken with the number two overall pick in the 2020 draft, but in the more immediate picture of his recent history. The subpar play in 2021, the injuries, and these apparent behind the scenes issues. Uh, I hope, like heck, that we look back on these trades of Montez, Sweat, and Chase Young as good deals for the commanders. But you can get great deals on home and auto insurance from BMC Insurance. If you are not happy with what you're paying for home and auto insurance, do yourself a favor get with BMC insurance. Stop overpaying for home and auto insurance. Check out BMC Insurance. Go to insurancebmc.com. You'll be put in touch with the owner and president, Matt Brooks, a loyal listener of this podcast. And make sure that you mention that Al Galdi sent you. BMC Insurance, it offers home insurance, auto insurance, and also small business insurance in Maryland, Virginia, Washington, D.C., and North Carolina. BMC Insurance is an independent insurance agency, meaning that it has many as in dozens of insurance carriers it works with to make sure that clients are always paying competitive rates. What's especially great about BMC Insurance is that it has relationships with its clients. BMC Insurance is a trusted advisor for your insurance needs. BMC Insurance continues to work with clients after sales. It has team members who actually shop clients insurance every year when they renew. And BMC Insurance does this proactively so that you don't have to. BMC Insurance will save you time and money. And perhaps most telling, BMC Insurance's client retention rates historically are much higher than industry averages. You see, when people get BMC Insurance, they stay with BMC Insurance. Don't get gouged on your home and auto insurance. Check out BMC Insurance. Go to insurancebmc.com. Talk to my guy, Matt Brooks, and make sure that you mention that Al Galdi sent you. And BMC Insurance does offer small business insurance. So if you're looking for general liability, workers' comp, or commercial auto insurance, BMC Insurance can help. Visit insurancebmc.com. That's insurancebmc.com. And make sure that you mention that Al Galdi sent you. So technically speaking, the commander's trading of edge defender Chase Young to the San Francisco 49ers for a third round compensatory pick in the 2024 NFL draft was not officially done until Wednesday night. Uh, The trade was announced by the NFL on Tuesday, which was 2023 NFL trade deadline day. But the trade was not officially announced by the commanders until a post on X At 8.03 p.m. Eastern on Wednesday, this was a strange deal. The Commanders on Tuesday afternoon at 4.04 p.m. Eastern, minutes after the NFL trade deadline at 4 p.m. Eastern, announced the trading of edge defender Montez Sweat to the Chicago Bears for a second-round pick in the 2024 draft pending a physical. But the Commanders, as of Wednesday afternoon, still had not officially announced the Chase Young trade, and so Commander's head coach, Rod Rivera, during his post-practice press conference on Wednesday afternoon, would only talk about the Montez sweat trade, even though the Chase Young trade was happening, and now officially has happened. Uh, the overwhelming majority of the Rodden presser was about the trades. Uh, this was Ron on Wednesday afternoon.
2: Trading uh, Montez was uh, you know, something that, really tough decision, but something that we felt was in the best interest of the football team um, we really appreciate everything Montez had did for us a heck of a football player who came in and did some nice things and, and really fit well um, but again this football is a very difficult business and a lot of things change and things happen um, and so we made the decision really do appreciate everything that Montez did for us and want to wish him the best in Chicago as he finishes up you know, his opportunities there um, as far as Chase is concerned um, because the 49ers are on, a, on their bye week, you know, slowing the process down a little bit. I can't comment on that until it's done. So I'll be happy to talk about uh, Montez and, and uh, or um, New England.
1: All right. So the Chase Young trade as of Ron Rivera's post-practice press conference on Wednesday afternoon was not done, done. Uh, Although Ron Rivera on Wednesday afternoon did end up talking some Chase Young. Uh, Ron Rivera on Wednesday afternoon also played the Sam Howell card a ton. Uh, You knew that that was coming. Uh, The Sam Howell card. When in doubt, mention the quarterback, Sam Howell. Uh, Ron got asked, what happened? With trying to sign Montez Sweat to a contract extension, is that had seemed like something that the team wanted to do. Here was Ron's answer.
2: Well, I, I think, again, when you look at some of the things that, that, that have happened for us this year and, and, and in terms of growth and development, looking at what's happening on, uh, at the quarterback position, you know, we, we feel really good about who Sam is becoming for us. And, and again, looking at some of the things that are going on um, and with the, the compensation we're getting for these players you know it's going to give us an opportunity to continue to, to build for the future and, and and do things a little differently. Um, so yeah there may be a little bit of a shift in terms of the paradigm and how we're going to construct things you know and been a lot of things that we have talked about um, you know it's it's been an interesting ten days probably as far as those things are concerned.
1: So what Ron Rivera was getting at right there, quote, an interesting 10 days, end quote, uh, was his uh, conversing with his boss, the owner, managing partner, Josh Harris. And my bet would be that they talked about what I talked about on Wednesday's show, episode 690, how Washington in this current offense oriented NFL, having spent a first round pick on a defensive player in six of the last seven NFL drafts has been a failure. Uh, and how this commander starting defensive line comprised of four first round picks had over the last four seasons not been the consistent force that the line was supposed to be, how the line so often had a hole that was a lot less than the sum of the parts. And so the commanders on Tuesday did what so few ever even mentioned as a possibility, traded both Montez Sweat and Chase Young with each guy set to be an unrestricted free agent. This coming offseason, and while there is risk in the team having traded both guys, I do love the big picture, modern, analytics-driven thinking that we're now seeing with Commander's football operations, thanks to Josh Harris, who, as we know, is big on analytics. Josh Harris is managing partner of the Philadelphia 76ers, greenlit the process which included one of the most spectacular tank jobs in sports history. The Sixers over 3 consecutive regular seasons, 2013, 2014 through 2015-2016, when it combined 47 and 199. Think about that. 47 and 199, a winning percentage of 191. (laughs) Uh, Ron Rivera on Wednesday afternoon on if the Commanders at three and five have tapped out on their 2023 regular season. And then you'll hear a follow-up exchange with Commanders insider Ben Standing of The Athletic.
2: No, what I would say is, you know, based on some of the things that we've seen and, and some of the growth and development we have, it's an opportunity to see what else we have. It's, it's an opportunity to go out and, you know, win football games using different guys. And 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 we feel that we have an an opportunity to go out and play and play well. Um, we look forward to seeing what some of these young guys can do. Um, we do think that you know there's every opportunity in front of us. And you know, I've gone through this before. In in 2014, I went through the same thing. We were late in the season and. We put a bunch of young guys that we felt had the opportunity or deserved the opportunity, and put them out on the field, and ended up in the playoffs. Um, You know, we won some games that that gave us a chance. Um, Do we have that opportunity? I think this is what this is. I think it's the same kind of an uh, an opportunity. Um, You know, we do feel strongly about the quarterback. It's something that you know I talked about in the off season. I've talked about through training camp. I've talked through the beginning of the season about the growth and development, and, and we're seeing it. And so we want to see what we have and, and, and see if we can, we can win football games and uh, put ourselves in that same position.
3: Um, Ron, are those guys still here if you were able to beat Philly last week?
2: Well, again, that's, a, that's something I'm not going to speculate about. What I'm going to talk about is where we are right now and, and, and again, what we're doing.
1: So, first of all, Ron Rivera, again, played the Sam Howell card. And of course, Ron isn't going to say that his team is tamped out on um, this season. And by the way, I don't think that the team necessarily has tamped out on um, the season. But what the team has done is make two things clear. Number one, the status quo is unacceptable. Number two, the future matters much more than the present. Now, as far as that exchange between Ben Standig and Ron Rivera, yeah, Ben asked a fascinating question. What if the Commanders were 4-4 four and four instead of 3-5, and five. a mere one-game difference. What if the Commanders had defeated the Philadelphia Eagles instead of lost to them 38-31 at FedEx Field this past Sunday afternoon? Would the Commanders still have traded Montez Sweat and Chase Young? Would the team have only traded one of those guys? Would the team have not traded either guy? We'll never truly know the answer, but remember what ESPN NFL insider Adam Schefter reported this past Saturday afternoon that a decision by the commanders on whether to trade players was, quote, expected to be influenced by Sunday's game against the Philadelphia Eagles, sources told ESPN end quote. What's crazy is if you really felt like trading Montez Sweat and Chase Young was in the best long-term interest of the Commanders due to roster construction, salary cap considerations, overall performance of the team's defense, etc., then what happened in that game against the Eagles should not have mattered one bit. Would Josh Harris still have been in favor of trading both Montez Sweat and Chase Young if the Commanders had beaten the Eagles this past Sunday afternoon. Well, what is clear is this. Josh Harris was very much in favor of trading both Montez Sweat and Chase Young. NFL insider Diana Rossini of The Athletic, she on Tuesday afternoon posted the following on X. Quote, I was told Washington ownership had a strong hand in deciding to deal both Chase Young and Montez Sweat. Many in the building wanted to keep them because they believe in this team. But in the end, it's about the future for the commanders, end quote. Then Diana on Wednesday afternoon posted this on X, quote, Washington's owner, Josh Harris, is involved and was a big part of the deals yesterday. That's no secret in the building. I was told while coaches always want to keep their key players, Rivera and the front office were aligned on these moves. That's an organizational win, end quote. Now, ideally, is the lead owner meddling in football operations? Uh, No. As you may know, that was a bit of a problem (laughs) with the team's last lead owner. But given that Commander's football operations right now are being run by this lame duck Ron Rivera regime, a regime that almost certainly is going to get blown out at some point in the coming months, yeah, something as significant as whether to trade Montez Sweat and Chase Young can be influenced By the owner, in my opinion. You know, to me, there is a green light for ownership meddling in a circumstance like this one. And, you know, I use the word meddling. I'm being almost facetious. Like, it is ownership involvement, ownership counsel, ownership input, especially if the ownership thinking is more big picture and intelligent than the thinking of those who are about to be blown out. Uh, This was Ron Rivera on Wednesday afternoon on working with Josh Harris on the process that led to the commanders trading both Montez Sweat and Chase Young.
2: Well, for the most part, the process, you know, probably started about 10 days ago. Um, you know, our, our, our front office fielded a few calls about some of our players. And when we talked about it, one of the things we talked about was was gathering information and, and, and what potentials were for, for some of our guys. We talked about that. We, we talked about what the plan should be in terms of, of decisions being made. And then we, uh, we, we, we did reach out to Mr. Harris. We had a nice conversation about that. We talked about... Um, our plans. Basically, we talked about, uh, what the potential could be, uh, and what the compensation could be. And, and he, he, he liked the ideas. He, he agreed with the ideas. And so we were all aligned, you know, um, um, everything from coaching to, uh, personnel to Mr. Harris. And with that, we went out and, uh, you know, the, 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 the front office, they did the deals that uh, they did yesterday.
1: Ron Rivera, quote, we were all aligned End quote, uh, hey, maybe Ron was totally lying <laughs> when he said that on Wednesday afternoon, but you know, maybe not. After all, if you're Ron Rivera and you don't want to get fired, then you with this NFL trade deadline in a regular season in which your team is just three and five need to be thinking like your boss. So maybe Ron was in favor of trading both Montez Sweat And Chase Young because Ron recognizes that behaving in the forward-thinking, analytics-driven way that Josh Harris likes is the best way for Ron to keep his job as head coach, even though I think that Ron at this point is as good as gone as the commander's head coach. But Ron Rivera on Wednesday afternoon certainly tried to uh, speak the language of Josh Harris. Uh, Ron got asked about The disappointing four-season run of the Commanders, all first-round picks starting defensive line coming to an end by these trades of Montez Sweat and Chase Young. This was Ron's answer, which included, yes, the playing (laughs) of the Sam Howell card. Take a listen.
2: I think that that's a big part of it, but I think a lot of the consistency, see, lack of consistency, too, has also been trying to find and develop that quarterback. I, I think that's a lot of the things that we've had to deal with. You know, is that if you can get to that point and you you have your your guy sooner, then maybe things turn out differently. But but we never got to that point, and and that was the hard thing was that you know, and I know we've been this franchise has been looking for quite some time, and for the first time. You know, in, in a while, um, I think that that guy might be here. I really do and 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 I mean, I just got done looking at a bunch of stuff from from you know from from the analytics of of, of football, and um, they're all pointing in the right direction as far as our, the quarterback is concerned.
1: Yes, sir, Sam Hell, Sam Hell, Sam Hell, keep saying, Sam Hell, when in doubt, say, wait for it. Sam Hell. <laughs> and Ron Rivera right there brought up quote, the analytics of football, end quote. I love when Ron brings up analytics. What he meant by that phrase, the analytics of football, who the heck knows? Ron, whenever he mentions analytics, comes across like someone who does not have a grasp (laughs) of analytics, but he knows the value of just saying that buzzword, analytics. And so he likes to pump that into his pressers every now and then, even though, again, he comes off like someone who has like zero grasp <laughs> of what exactly he's talking about uh when he invokes that word analytics. Uh this was Ron Rivera on Wednesday afternoon on what he learned about working with Josh Harris by this process of trading Montez Sweat and Chase Young.
2: Um I think working with 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 Mr. Harris and 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 again you know the the, the whole group of of us um coming together talking about you know the the plan and 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 what we see and what the potential is and and listening to you know everybody's ideas, and then talking with mr Harris and you know and 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 answering his questions and listening to his points, you know we all really found that this is a deep thinker I mean this is a guy that really you know as you bring stuff to him and and he digests all that um he he's he's really thoughtful and it, it it's 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 something that doesn't happen quickly there there's there's um no knee jerk reaction to anything um and, and again, I, you know, it was, it was really kind of cool just, you know, listening to, to him in terms of, you know, hey, I like what you guys are talking about. I like, the, I like division. So that's, you know, it, it, it's one of those things that if you bring the work to him, works prepared, ready to go, you know, it makes it uh, an easier conversation, a better conversation.
1: All right. Much more from Ron Rivera on the trading of Montez Sweat and Chase Young in moments. But if you're a Commanders fan and you're on Instagram, especially right now, make sure that you are following at WSH on the daily. On the daily just started in 2021 and yet has more than 23 and a half 1000 followers and on the daily is literally daily the page is updated every day news notes reports photos graphics uh, on the daily on instagram is a page that properly sources and vets its news and information doesn't just post anything that anyone says uh, on the daily is a great place at which you can converse with other commanders fans regarding the team the draft free agency and trades on the daily responds to every single dm on the daily is a page at which you can have fun lots of creativity with Jersey swaps and unique graphics and the contest name that Redskin and free wallpaper Wednesday, which is when On the Daily gives out free wallpaper that you can use on your phone. And On the Daily always has a great fresh look. If you are on Instagram, check out at WSH on the Daily. And check out at WSH on the Daily's online shop. WSHOnTheDaily.com. Some outstanding gear, shirts, hoodies, excellent material, modern look. Uh, these are breathable and comfortable clothes, and they come with all kinds of looks. My personal favorite, a shirt that reads, hashtag Howl 2023 <laughs> For smart, informative, fun, and engaging Commander's content, check out at WSHOnTheDaily on Instagram. And for great merch, check out WSHOnTheDaily.com. Visit Wshonthedaily.com. So what about the leaking? You know, the Redskins slash Washington football team slash commanders have quite the history of leaking negative intel on people when those people's tenures with the team are done. We literally, hours after the commanders traded Chase Young to the 49ers on Tuesday, had multiple negative items on Chase. This was something. uh, an anonymous team source. To Ben Standig in a piece that came out on Tuesday afternoon, quote, The team views the trade of Young as a potential addition by subtraction, the source said. End quote. And Ben, in his appearance on Wednesday's show, episode 690, talked to us at length about that anonymous quote. Michael Silver, columnist for the San Francisco Chronicle, Silver in a piece that came out on Tuesday evening, quote, Young, according to several commanders, coaches and other organizational sources, was viewed as an undisciplined player who developed bad habits such as deviating from assignments in an effort to make splash plays. End quote. I have two reactions to these negative items about Chase Young. Number one, I'm not a fan of trashing someone on his or her way out the door. I think that doing that comes off as mean and nasty and low road and insecure. But number two, (laughs) just because trashing someone on his or her way out the door is low class behavior doesn't mean that the trashing isn't true. There very clearly has been a disconnect between Ron Rivera and Chase Young. I've talked about that on this podcast many times, and we now have some more insight into that disconnect. Uh, we on Wednesday afternoon had this exchange between David Aldridge of The Athletic and Ron Rivera.
4: You may not be able to answer this because it pertains to the person you can't really talk about, but it's not about the trade per se. There was a story last night that hinted at him not following game plans, him not being coachable, all those sorts of things. Mm-hmm. And I'm not asking about the veracity of that report. I'm just asking about kind of that getting out about all a player, right. whether it's accurate or not. But people obviously felt it was the truth, right. and they said it, and it got out. Right, and I'm not sure why it got out. That's probably a bigger
2: question. You know, uh, Again, if, if you're not going to put your name to it, then please don't do it. It's not fair not fair to the player Um, you know as far as those things are concerned it's just it's just you know not I don't know palatable It's, it's it's a tough thing you know but that's not you know, as far as the direction we're heading and what we're doing, I think the biggest thing that's not a driving force in what we're doing. What we're doing is we're doing what we feel is the paradigm shift of of what we what we want to do. We feel we have a quarterback. We feel we have a guy going forward that, you know, we have a chance to grow and become what we think we can. Um, you know, and, and to do so, you've you've got to be able to, you know, afford the situation. And I think that's what's growing for us right now is that we're putting ourselves in position to do those things. Um, and it's not just saying, we're, oh, we're going to build everything on offense, but it gives us a chance to spread it around um, and and you know keep some of the guys that we want to keep, um, go after some of the guys we want to go after, and draft who we want to draft. And, and when you have, um, you, know, if, you know, we end up with the five picks within the top 100 or whatever that number is, that, that's pretty good for us going
4: forward.
1: All right. So again, (laughs) Ron Rivera played the Sam Howell card, but I got a kick out of that answer by Ron beyond just the playing of the Sam Howell card. Ron called commanders coaches and other organizational sources telling Michael Silver that Chase Young was viewed as an undisciplined player who developed bad habits such as deviating from assignments in an effort to make splash plays. Quote, not palatable, a tough thing. And quote, uh, Ron said that he wasn't sure why this stuff got out. Understand something, <laughs> Michael Silver is Ron Rivera's boy. Ron and Mike are longtime friends. Uh, Ron and Mike went to Cal together. Their relationship, per Mike, was why Mike, in July 2021, took a job working for the team. Yes, Michael Silver used to work for Washington. Mike wrote for Washington's official team website in 2021, during which Ron Rivera, in a piece that came out on November 4th, 2021, gave Michael Silver on the record quotes, knocking Chase Young and Montez Sweat. Quote, we would like to see a little bit more from those guys. They need to stop pressing and trust their teammates and quote, so when Ron on Wednesday afternoon went uh tisk tisk on the anonymous commanders people who trash Chase Young to Michael Silver, well, don't you think that one of those people may well have been Ron? <laughs> because I do. I mean, how could you not think that, or at least wonder that? Again, Ron and Mike are boys. The reason that Mike worked for the team in 2021 was Ron. Ron for a piece for the team's official website that came out on November 4th, 2021, written by Mike, gave Mike on the record quotes, knocking Chase Young and Montez Sweat. And we're supposed to believe that Ron is upset (laughs) at anonymous commanders people who trash Chase Young to Michael Silver. I mean, whatever, man. Okay, please. Uh, Ron on Wednesday afternoon continued to play the Sam Howell court. Ron would not stop bringing up Sam Hell. Take a listen to this exchange between Commander's Insider Nikki Javala of the Washington Post and Ron.
4: Even after you re-signed Deron Payne, was there any part of you, as you're, as you're watching Chase and, or Montez and both of them kind of develop and get back into it in the offseason throughout training camp, is there any part of you that's still sort of surprised by the outcome now? Um sorta
2: of. i mean but again I, that's speculation i mean I, I I couldn't tell you what was going to happen after the draft you know four seasons ago I couldn't have told you what happened you know in, in our second season it just so i don't want to get into that but but for me looking at where we are, the thing that i'm you know i'm, I'm, I'm pleased about is that it really does feel like we may have found the quarterback.
1: Yeah, man. For Rod Rivera, the mantra is simple. When in doubt, mention Sam Howell. Uh, And as I've said, Ron isn't necessarily wrong with the things that he's saying about Sam. It just cracks me up the extreme frequency with which Ron these days is playing that Sam Howell card. So what now for the Commanders? They have nine games left in this regular season. The team is three and five, and believe it or not, is far from out. Of playoff contention. Uh, Ron on Wednesday afternoon on the message to his team on Wednesday as the team began practicing for its game at the 2-6 and six New England Patriots this Sunday afternoon at 1. The
2: biggest message more than anything else was, guys, you know, it's always difficult when you say goodbye to guys that help you and, and help grow and develop together, um, but it's also part of the, the business. It's the business side of it, and that's never easy. And For us, the biggest thing more than anything else is this is creating some opportunities for some other guys. It's creating a different opportunity for us as a football team, and we've got to take and make the best of it.
1: All right, and one more for you from Rod Rivera on Wednesday afternoon. Does a team for which he is head coach, having been a seller at the NFL trade deadline, feel odd?
2: My 36 years in the NFL, I've seen it happen before uh, to, to, to teams that I've been coaching on, and as a head coach, you know we've done it before as well. And it, it, it uh, does it seem odd? Yeah, it is odd because um, it doesn't happen a lot. But when you do it it's because what you think is best for the team I mean that's why we did anything we do it's, it's you know we just think it's it, it, it's the best thing for us more so than anything else and it's the hard part of it as well because you see these young men and you see them grow and develop and you know they do their best that they can for you and, and you you know want to make sure they know that they've been appreciated um, but sometimes the business of it you know steps up and that's what this is the business part side of football has stepped in
1: Yes, it has. Well, the business of buying tickets has stepped up thanks to the GameTime app. Download the GameTime app and use the promo code ALGALDI for $20 off your first purchase. When it comes to buying tickets for sports, music, comedy, and theater, the way to go is with the GameTime app. Game Time offers great deals on last minute tickets and has a best price guarantee, so you don't have to worry if you're truly going about getting tickets in the best possible way. You see, the Game Time guarantee means that you'll always get. The best price, because if you find tickets in the same section and row for less, Game Time will credit you a hundred ten percent of the difference. What's also great about Game Time is how easy it makes searching for tickets. You can search by team, venue, or artist. Uh, I was just on Game Time looking at tickets for Commanders games. A lot of good deals, and the seating chart next to the listed tickets made figuring out what exactly I'd be getting easy. Also, Game Time is the app. For last-minute ticket deals, you don't have to plan months in advance. GameTime has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. GameTime also offers flash deals on tickets, and tickets are sent directly to your phone, so you never have to dig through your email. GameTime is the fastest-growing ticketing app in the country. Find out why. Get the tickets without the stress with Game Time, which is offering a special deal for listeners of the Al Galdi podcast. Here's what you do. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the promo code ALGALDI for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply, but download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the promo code ALGALDI for $20 off your first purchase. Download the Game Time app and use that promo code ALGALDI.
0: you need Indeed.
1: Hey, please consider following this podcast if you're not already doing that. Following the podcast is free. If you have an iPhone, you can follow the podcast simply by tapping the plus sign in the upper right corner on the page listing the recent episodes of this podcast. Uh the Commanders on Tuesday, trading edge defenders, Montez Sweat and Chase Young. Does not change the fact that, oh yeah, the Commanders have a game this Sunday afternoon. Week nine of the 2023 NFL regular season gives us the three and five Commanders at the two and six. New England Patriots Sunday afternoon at 1. Six players were listed on the Commander's Injury Report for Wednesday. Three offensive players and three defensive players. Receiver Curtis Samuel was listed as not practicing on Wednesday afternoon due to his toe injury. Uh, Center slash guard Ricky Stromberg was listed as not practicing on Wednesday afternoon due to a knee injury that he suffered in the 38-31 loss to the Philadelphia Eagles at FedEx Field this past Sunday afternoon. Stromberg in the game suffered a knee injury in playing on special teams, and tight end Logan Thomas was listed as a limited participant at Wednesday afternoon's practice due to a heel issue. So those were the three offensive players on the commander's injury report for Wednesday. On defense, two commander's players did not practice on Wednesday afternoon due to having veteran rest days, interior defensive lineman Jonathan Allen and corner Kendall Fuller. Safety Percy Butler was listed as a limited participant at Wednesday afternoon's practice due to a calf issue. Meantime, commander's quarterback, Sam Howell. Uh, He, on Wednesday, did a pre-practice press conference that started shortly before 12 p.m. Here was Sam on Wednesday on his reaction to the Commanders trading Montez Sweat and Chase Young.
3: Yeah, I mean, it's always tough. Um, You know, just two great teammates, two great players. Um, And, you know, obviously I didn't have anything to do as far as the decision making of the trades but you know they did whatever they felt was best for the team and as far as the future goes um but yeah i mean i I hate to lose those two guys um obviously tremendous tremendous players but they're just great guys great guys in the locker room they're fun to be around um and they work really hard uh so yeah i wish those guys well um and i want nothing for the best of them
1: Yeah, nothing but the best for those guys unless the commanders are playing those guys Uh, and the commanders are set to face Chase Young and the San Francisco 49ers at FedEx Field on Sunday afternoon December 31st at 1. Happy New Year. Uh, The commanders trading Montez Sweat and Chase Young clearly signifies that managing partner Josh Harris is looking toward the future much more than the present. Doesn't necessarily mean that Josh wants the team losing a bunch of games the rest of this season. Although you could argue that that is what would be best for our football team. But what about the players still on the commander? Sam Howell on Wednesday on what the outlook for the team from a player's perspective now is.
3: Yeah, I mean, honestly, we the players aren't really Involved in many of those conversations. Um, you know, for us, we just try to control what we can control um, and try to do the best we can on a daily basis to help this team win football games. And I think, obviously, you know, you lose two players like that, it's, it gives a opportunity for some other guys to get in there and improve, and, and you know, what they can do. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, we still have a lot, of, a lot of football left this year, and, you know, we're not just fully set on rebuilding. You know, we're trying to win right now, and we feel like we have the players to do that. Um and so we're going to do everything it takes to try to win each and every game that we play.
1: I have thought about what I as a fan of the Commanders most want from this team the rest of this season. Here's what I care about more than anything. Sam Howell playing well. I care about Sam playing well and proving himself as a potential franchise quarterback far more than I care about anything else with the Commanders. The rest of this season doesn't mean that I don't care about other things, but I care about Sam playing well a lot more than I care about anything else with the team the rest of this season. Because if he plays well the rest of this season and the team can legitimately go into the 2024 offseason with the idea that Sam may well be a franchise quarterback, that is massive. That changes so much for the trajectory of the team. So if Sam playing well the rest of this season means that the commanders win some games, thus costing the team draft position in the 2024 NFL draft, so be it. Uh, Ideally, Sam plays well The rest of this season and quarterbacks, the team to the playoffs, Uh, that would be my number one scenario. My number two scenario would be Sam plays well the rest of this season, but the team loses a bunch of games. And so the team threads that uh, oh so precious needle (laughs) of Sam proving himself to be a potential franchise quarterback while also having a high pick in the first round of the 2024 draft, that is a tough needle to thread, but not impossible. And notice, by the way, that I'm saying potential franchise quarterback. Even if Sam kills it the rest of this season, you still can't call him a franchise quarterback. The status of franchise quarterback is earned over multiple seasons, not just one season. Sam on Wednesday on the message from head coach Rod Rivera on Wednesday morning to Commanders players.
3: You know, he he was positive this morning, um, and obviously, you know, when when you trade two good players away, you know, it, it can hurt a locker room. But you know, at the sa- same time, it creates opportunity for some other guys. And I think, you know, there's been a lot of guys on that defense that have proven they can contribute. Um, you know, there's been obviously Casey's done a good job. You know, James Smith Williams done a good job, and so we got we got guys that can you know, come in and contribute and, feel like, and we feel like they can come in and play well. Um, so we, we feel like we have a good chance You know, we feel like we have, we have a good football team and we know inside of this building what we're capable of. Um, it's just a matter of going out there and putting, putting out consistent behavior every single week.
1: Well, someone who the Commanders did not trade on Tuesday was their number two quarterback, Jacoby Brissett. Uh, the team per multiple insiders was offered a six-round draft pick. For Jacoby, but opted not to trade him for two reasons. Number one, the commanders value Jacoby as a mentor for Sam Howell. Number two, the commanders trust Jacoby much more than they trust their number three quarterback, Jake Fromm, should Sam get injured this season. Personally, I would have traded Jacoby Brissett for a six round pick. He's on a one year, $8 million contract. It is quite possible that he leaves the commanders for nothing via unrestricted free agency this coming offseason. I don't dismiss the mentor thing. I do think that that kind of thing can be overrated. And look, if Sam does get injured this season, the team seeing what it has in Jake Fromm might not be so bad. He looked good this past preseason. Maybe he can prove himself to be worthy of being the Commander's QB2. For next season. And if you're thinking, well, the Commanders don't think that Jake Fromm is ready to play for them in the regular season. To that, I say, yeah, just like Sam Howell wasn't ready to play in a regular season game last season, right? Uh, but this was Sam on Wednesday on the significance of Jacoby Brissett.
3: Yeah, he obviously, he's very important to me, and he's, he's helped me a lot um, since he's been here. And obviously, I'm just super fortunate to have a guy like that in the quarterback room who's so willing to help me and he's been you know a great mentor great friend um so yeah i mean obviously you know uh, there was a lot of talk about him going somewhere else and i wasn't obviously i wasn't involved in any of those decisions or anything like that but you know i'm happy he's here i'm happy that you know we kind of get to finish this year together and you know because feel like i've learned a lot from him and it's just i go into the game more confident knowing you know i have him to help me um and he, it's been it's been awesome to have him here
1: much more from Sam Howell in moments, but if you are looking for more commander's conversation, check out BGO Blind Pig, the official podcast of BG Obsession. Com. BGO Blind Pig is a roundtable discussion of all things Washington Commanders football. Pull up a chair, pour a libation of your choosing, and join fellow fans for some passionate D.C. football discussion. You can find the BGO Blind Pig podcast on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, or any major podcast provider. Make BGObsession.com the home for your burgundy and gold obsession. And make the BGO Blind Pig podcast one of your weekly D.C. football listens. So, Sam Howell, meet the greatest coach in NFL history, Bill Belichick. Uh, Belichick, to me, and I'm sure to many of you, is the greatest coach in NFL history. Uh, This is his 24th season as Patriots head coach. He, as Pat's head coach, has won six Super Bowls and nine AFC championships. Uh, Now, things have not gone so well for Bill and the Pat's since they lost Tom Brady as their QB1. The Pats over the last four regular seasons, 2020 through 2023, are just 27 and 31, including just a two and six this regular season. But the Pats are good defensively. They, for this regular season, are number 12 in the NFL in total defense per DVOA. And the Pats do not have a defensive coordinator. It is Bill Belichick, who runs that Pats defense. Sam Howell on Wednesday on facing a Patriots defense led by the great Bill Belichick.
3: Yeah, I mean, it's a fun opportunity. Um, and it's a cool opportunity for us and our offense to go against a, a good defense, obviously coached by Coach Belichick, and he's done a, a really good job throughout his career. And there's a reason he's talked about the way he's talked about. Um, and So it's, it's definitely a fun challenge for us. And, and they do a good job on defense um, and do a lot of different things and try to, do a lot of different, confusing looks. Um, so it's definitely a challenge, and we're we've been excited to prepare. Um, and you know, it's been a fun challenge so far, and we're we're excited to keep preparing and go out there on Sunday.
1: Yeah, the Patriots are coming off a 31 17 loss at the Miami Dolphins this past Sunday afternoon. The Pats in that game held the Dolphins to just 5 of 14 on third downs and generated two takeaways off Dolphins quarterback Tua Tungabailoa, but did allow Tua to go 30 of 45 for 324 yards, three touchdowns, and an interception. He also had a loss fumble. Uh, more from Sam Howell on Wednesday of the Patriots defense.
3: Uh, Yeah, I mean, they do a lot of different things on defense, and you can tell they try to do things to mess with your eyes, and they do a good job of it. Uh, You know, they try to give you different looks pre snap and then get to, you know, some of the same coverages that everybody plays and just get to them in some unconventional ways. Um, But they do a good job, um, and obviously, you know, there's a reason they've had so much success up there on the defensive side of the ball. Um, So, yeah, it'll it'll definitely be a challenge for us.
1: If you are wondering about how the Pats defense has been this season in terms of generating sacks, uh, the answer is not good. Uh, The Pats for this regular season are just 30th out of 32 NFL teams in team sack percentage, 5.1, and they're tied for just the 26th out of 32 NFL teams in sacks with just 15. But of course, that don't mean much <laughs> for the commanders as Sam Howell in each of three consecutive games, those in weeks five through seven, got sacked a lot uh, by a team that came into the game having been a woeful at generating sacks this season. But Sam in his most recent game got sacked just once. He in the loss to the Eagles at FedEx Field this past Sunday afternoon took just one sack in what was to me the Commanders' best offensive game so far this season. The Commanders in the game scored four touchdowns, went 7-12 on third downs, averaged 6.84 yards per play, and yes, allowed just one sack of having allowed 40 sacks over the team's first seven games this regular season. Sam Howell in the game had his best total QBR per ESPN for any game this regular season, seventy. Uh, QBR is on a scale of 0 to 100. Sam on Wednesday on what he did well in that loss to the Eagles.
3: Yeah, I mean, I thought I did a good job getting the ball out. Um, you know, obviously, I go into every game trying to get the ball out as quick as possible. And, you know, as soon as the defense tells me where I can get the ball out for a completion, you know, I take it. Um, and thought I did, good, did thought I did a good job of that for the most part on Sunday and did a good job trying to avoid sacks. Um, you know, obviously, it's credit to the O line. They did a good job, but I just thought as a whole offensively we were very efficient, um and did a good job on first and second down which made the third downs more manageable and we were that's probably our best game on third downs so far this year. Um so yeah, we did we did some good things. Um but we just gotta find a way to finish and find a way to win.
1: Yes, you do. Remember, the Eagles have been good defensively this season. The Commanders this past Sunday afternoon did what they did offensively against an Eagles team that for the 2023 regular season through week seven ranked number 10 in the NFL in total defense per DVOA. Sam Howell on Wednesday on why the Commanders offense in the loss to the Eagles was so good.
3: Yeah, I mean, I think it's different every single week. Um, as far as, you know, wh- ha- why it doesn't go well or why it does go well. Um, I think we just, we were we were efficient. Um, we avoided the negative plays. We avoided the sacks. And, you know, we were able to get the ball out pretty quick. Um, and I think we just did a good job on first and second down. I think when you can do a good job on first and second down, it's easier to sustain drives. And I thought Sunday was, you know, one of those times where I thought we really had an identity on offense of what we were trying to do. Um, so, you know, we we're just going to try to continue to build on that and continue to try to put that performance out there every, every single week.
1: And that's the thing, Sam Howell and the commander's offense in the loss to the Eagles this past Sunday afternoon were very good. Now do that again the lack of consistency with the commander's offense and with the team as a whole has been a big problem this season. And as for the Sam Howell sack problem, which we on Wednesday, thankfully, mercifully uh, did not hear a lot about, uh, this was Sam on why he in the loss to the Eagles took just one sack.
3: Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, I think it starts those guys up front and I thought you know, all five of those guys did a really good job for, you know, most of the game and um, it, it made my job easier. And then, you know, if something wasn't there downfield, I was just trying to check it down as quickly as possible and just trying to, you know, get the ball out of my hands, um, whether it was an incompletion or a or short completion. Um, but I thought I did a good job kind of managing the game. And I thought just as an, as an offense as a whole, we were pretty efficient. Um, so we just got to try to continue to build on that.
1: Well, Sam Howell and the loss to the Eagles did a really good job of making decisions quickly. The pass protection from the Commanders' revamped offensive line was good. The play calling from assistant head coach slash offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy was good. Also good was the targeting of the Commanders' top two receivers, Terry McLaurin and Jahan Dotson. Sam, for the game, had 52 pass attempts, 22 of those 52 pass attempts were to Terry or Jahan. Sam, on Wednesday, on Terry and Jahan and that loss to the Eagles being targeted so much.
3: Yeah, I mean, I, that's, that's really important for us. And I think we're starting to realize, you know, obviously, you know, we know the type of players they can be. But I think when we get everybody involved like that pretty early, I think it just makes it so much harder to stop. Um, and I think when we do a better job on first and second down, and we're able to sustain drives, you know, that it creates more opportunities for them to get them involved. Um, you know, because some games, you know, that everyone might think, oh, we didn't get so and so involved, but going into the game, we, we plan on getting them involved. Um, and it's just kind of how the game goes. And when you have a lot of three and outs, it's hard to do that. Um, so when, when we can sustain drives like we did on Sunday, it just creates more opportunity for those guys to get involved.
1: Yeah, and like I said, Sam Howell in the loss to the Eagles had 52 pass attempts. So you have 52 pass attempts, your top two receivers are going to get targeted a bunch. There's a chicken and egg thing here, right? More sustained offensive drives lead to more targets for Terry McLaurin and Jahan Dodson. Or is it more targets for Terry and Jahan lead to more sustained? offensive drives. Uh, Regardless, this was Sam on Wednesday on what he's thinking regarding the Commander's final nine games of this regular season.
3: Yeah, we're going to take it one week at a time, um, and that's our mindset. We're going to try to go one and zero every single week, and I think you know if we do the right things throughout the week and we approach it the right way, I think we have a good chance of, of winning a lot of football games. Um, and I think, you know, obviously, you know, the first half of the season, like you said, didn't go the way we wanted it to, and there's a lot of games and a lot of plays that we feel like we want back uh but the reality of it is we don't get them back. Um and so all we can control is how we how we move forward as a team and what our mindset is each and every day when we come into this building. Um and we're still confident. Um we still we we still know what we're capable of as a team and I think we've shown that at times throughout the season. Um but it's time to put it together and try to go stack some wins.
1: Yes it is. What if the Commanders off trading Montez Sweat and Chase Young made the playoffs this season? What if Stop laughing, okay? Stop laughing. That could happen. (laughs) Well, No Laughing Matter is a bad fantasy sports app or site. That's why you should check out Underdog Fantasy, which is the best and easiest place to play fantasy sports, and it is offering a limited time enhanced special offer to listeners of the Al Galdi podcast, a deposit match of up to $500 for all new customers who sign up with the promo code Galdi, my last name, G-A-L-D-I, Galdi. Check out underdogfantasy.com or download the Underdog Fantasy app. Underdog Fantasy offers pick'em games by which you can win up to 20 times on your money in one day and offers a pick'em insurance, which gives you a little wiggle room. If you're not as confident in an entry and when it comes to season long fantasy, underdog fantasy offers a zero stress scenario of no waivers, no trades, even no lineup setting. Look, we all know that playing fantasy sports can be ultra time consuming. Well, underdog fantasy removes the time consumption, but keeps the fun and the potential to win money and take advantage of the free money. If you sign up now with the promo code GALDI, my last name, G A L D I, GALDI, Underdog Fantasy will double your first deposit with up to $500 in bonus cash when you make your first deposit of at least $10. So, in other words, if you deposit $500, you get $500 for free. That's Underdog Fantasy. Promo code GALDI. Check out UnderdogFantasy.com or download the Underdog Fantasy app and use the promo code. Well, the Capitals are currently in the midst of five consecutive games at home. The Caps' next game is on Thursday night, home to the New York Islanders at 7. This is the Caps' only game of this work week, but we on Wednesday morning had major Caps news. The Caps on Wednesday morning issued a statement from Senator Nicholas Backstrom saying that he has, quote, decided to take some time and step away from the game, end quote. Uh, the statement read as follows, quote, given my ongoing injury situation, I decided to take some time and step away from the game. This is a difficult decision, but one that I feel is right for my health at this time. I want to thank my teammates, the organization and fans for their unwavering support throughout this process. I ask for privacy at this time as I determine my next steps and viable options moving forward. End quote. Uh, the health, that Backstrom was referring to is the situation with his left hip. Uh, Nicholas Backstrom in May 2015 underwent left hip surgery. Backstrom in June 2022 underwent left hip resurfacing surgery in Belgium. Uh, his left hip is a big time problem. Uh, Also quoted in this press release was Caps President of Hockey Operations and General Manager Brian McClellan. Quote, we stand behind Nicholas and will support him throughout this process. We know firsthand how hard he has worked and how determined he is to get back to full health. Our organization stands fully behind him while he takes his leave of absence from the team and takes time to evaluate his current health situation. End quote. Let's make something very clear. The Caps would not have issued this statement if Nicholas Backstrom was expected back anytime soon. This feels like, if not the end of Nicholas Backstrom's playing career, then essentially the end. Maybe he somehow plays a final game or games, but this press release from Wednesday morning sure feels like the end. Uh, Nicholas Backstrom is not having a good season. He, over the Caps' first eight games of this NHL regular season, has no goals and one assist. Uh, he, per natural stat trick, has registered what would be the worst five-on-five shot attempt percentage of his NHL regular season career, 44.08. You always want to look at something like five-on-five shot attempt percentage because it tells you, well, when that guy is on the ice, are good things happening. And what five-on-five shot attempt percentage is, is when the guy is on the ice in five-on-five circumstances, what percentage of shot attempts are for his team? Well, uh, for the Caps. This regular season, with Nicholas Backstrom on the ice in five five-on-five situations, a mere 44.08% of shot attempts are by the Caps. Uh, this season is Backstrom's age 36 season. Uh, Backstrom, for last regular season, had the second worst plus-minus rating on the Caps at minus 25, and per natural stat trick, had the worst five-on-five five shot attempt percentage of his NHL regular season career, 46 point four eight uh the caps in january 2020 re-signed backstrom to a five-year 46 million dollar contract extension uh here was caps head coach spencer carberry with reporters on wednesday afternoon on what it was like when nicholas backstrom told his teammates that he is stepping away from the game
4: uh, pretty emotional and, and um, diff- difficult to to watch um, because you you could just you just felt all the emotion from uh, all his teammates, him, um, just telling them and, and in a in a real heartfelt way that you can tell he wants to continue to play and wants to be there for them right now and be battling through, but his his um, he just physically can't right now. And, and that um, when you when you see someone describing that to to their brothers. Um, it, it tugs at your heart of, of uh, you know, how much it means to him and how much all his teammates mean to him, so it, it, it was difficult.
1: Well, Nicholas Backstrom, to me, is the second best player in Caps history. Winger Alex Ovechkin is number one. There are arguments for various players for number two, but Backstrom, to me, is number two. This news of him stepping away from the game is sad news, no doubt. But, you know, it's also not shocking news. Uh, This hip resurfacing surgery that Backstrom underwent in June 2022 can be a career killer, and uh, the surgery uh, may well have essentially ended Backstrom's career, even though he did play last season, but like we just talked about, he did not have a very good season. Uh, No Caps player other than Nicholas Backstrom should ever wear his number 19, Uh, just like no Caps player other than Ovi should ever wear number 8. Those numbers should be retired by the Caps, and I think will be ultimately. Uh, And so now a key player in the Caps retool, Connor McMichael. Makes the shift from wing to center. Uh, he has played center, uh, but this season he had been playing primarily wing. Uh, the Caps took Connor McMichael with the number 25 overall pick in the 2019 NHL Draft. This season already was positioned to be a step forward season for McMichael. That's now even more of the case uh, with Nicholas Backstrom stepping away from the game. Uh, Spencer Carberry on Wednesday afternoon on Connor McMichael now moving to center.
4: Yeah, he'll. Um, it's his natural position. So, I spoke to him about it today. He, he's comfortable there. Played all last year there. Um, you know, we've talked about it enough. I've liked him a lot on, on the left side this year. He's had um, really good stretches through camp. Hasn't played much, much center. Um, but but I don't think it'll be a huge adjustment. Will Will there be maybe a game two, three? Um, Just little things of getting comfortable with it for sure, but he's played it his whole life. So there's a few different things that I gave him some cues on. Of of you need to, when you're adjusting from the wing to center, here's two things to think about that you need to really um, focus on uh, tomorrow night.
1: Well, a lot has to be on the mind of Nicholas Backstrom right now, but something that should not be on Backstrom's mind is a personal. Grooming. Uh, and if Becky's personal grooming is an issue, he needs to get with my friends at Manscaped and take advantage of a special offer for listeners of the Al Galdi podcast. And you could do the same. Go to manscaped.com, use the promo code Galdi, and get 20% off plus free shipping. You see, Manscaped has something really special the most revolutionary personal trimmer the world has ever seen, the brand new Performance Package. 5.0 Ultra featuring the Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra. This will give you the ultimate below the waist grooming experience. This is a next generation trimmer with interchangeable blade heads for whatever shave. Your mind can imagine. Uh, Peak Nicholas Backstrom could get creative on the power play. Imagine what he could do (laughs) with with the Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra. Upgrade your grooming game to what we like to call the Ultra Sphere by going to manscaped.com and using the promo code GALDI for 20% off plus free shipping. Manscaped, high tech for low places. Uh, Manscaped is great. Manscaped products work. They are reliable and they are safe. They reduce the risk of grooming accidents. The Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra helps to reduce nicks and is one of many great products from Manscaped. Be safe and look great. Whatever your shaving needs, Manscaped has you covered. Go to manscaped.com and use the promo code GALDI for 20% off plus free shipping. That's manscaped.com, promo code GALDI for 20% off plus free shipping. Well, the Wizards on Wednesday night began a stretch of four consecutive games on the road and a stretch of six of seven games on the road. But the Wizards on Wednesday night lost. Uh, They fell to one and three. In this NBA regular season, with a 130 121 loss at the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, the Wizards blew a 10 point second quarter lead, trailed for the entire second half. Uh, the Wizards were really good on twos, but uh, really bad on threes and free throws. The Wizards went 41 of 61 on twos in scoring 74. 74- Points in the paint. You love that. But the Wizards went just 10 of 40 on threes and went just 9 of 14 on free throws. Kyle Kuzma was a uh, microcosm of the Wizards shooting in this game. He, in just 25 minutes, 13 seconds as a starter, scored 25 points, but he went just 1 of 6 on threes, 2 of 3 on free throws. Did go 10 of 15 on twos, also had nine rebounds and six assists versus one turnover. Denny Avdia had a good game. He in just 23 minutes, 34 seconds as a starter, went 2 of 4 on threes, 8 of 12 on twos, 0 of 1 on free throws, finished with 22 points, 5 rebounds, including 3 offensive boards, 3 assists versus 1 turnover, and 2 steals. Uh, The Wizards had a mixed game defensively. They held the Hawks to just 9 of 32 on threes and totaled 14 steals and generating 21 Hawks turnovers. Bilal Koulibaly, he in 27 minutes, 37 seconds off the bench, had three steals, also had three assists and three rebounds, although he also committed three turnovers and went just one of four on threes and 0 of two on free throws. But the Wizards allowed the Hawks to go 37 of 60 on twos. And to go 29 of 32 on free throws. The Wizards in this game had a really hard time of defending without fouling. And how about that free throw discrepancy? The Hawks 29 of 32 on free throws. The Wizards 9 of 14 on free throws. Uh, And the Wizards... Had a hard time rebounding. They got out-rebounded by the Hawks 57-35, including having just six offensive rebounds to the Hawks 14 and thus just five second-chance points to the Hawks 19. The Wizards remained without their starting center, Daniel Gafford, uh, due to a sprained left ankle. And now another Wizards player has a sprained left ankle, Corey Kispert, in this game, suffered a sprained left ankle. We did get Landry Shamet making His Wizards regular season debut off having missed the team's first three games of this regular season due to a toe fracture on his left foot. Shem actually was good. 12 minutes, five seconds off the bench. Two of four on threes, one of one on twos. He had eight points and two assists versus no turnovers. Next up for the Wizards at the Miami Heat, Friday night at 8. And that will do it. For you and me for now, keep the feedback coming. You can hit me up on x at Al Galdi. You can email me, the Al Galdi podcast at yahoo.com. Friday show, episode 692. We'll provide you with more on the Commanders as we will get you ready for the Commanders game at the New England Patriots this Sunday afternoon at 1, including rhyming keys, my keys to a Commanders victory in rhyming fashion, and commentary on what is said by assistant head coach slash offensive coordinator Eric Biennemi and defensive coordinator Jack Del Rio and pre practice press conferences on Thursday. Also on Friday's show, we'll talk college football week 10, Goldilocks. My college football previews and picks against the spreads, the games that I'll be getting into on Friday's show. Maryland, home to number 11, Penn State, Saturday afternoon at 3.30. James Madison at Georgia State, Saturday afternoon at 3.30. Virginia Tech at number 13, Louisville, Saturday afternoon at 3.30. Virginia, home to Georgia Tech, Saturday afternoon at 2.00. And Navy at Temple, Saturday afternoon at 2.00. A stack card for us this saturday uh and on friday's show we'll talk capitals the caps are home to the new york islanders thursday night at seven have a great rest of your thursday and we will talk to you on friday
2: and i mean i just got done looking at a bunch of stuff from from you know from from the analytics of of, of football and um they're all pointing in the right direction as far as the quarterback is concerned